Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing chapter 32 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Flesh, Blood, and Bone. And joining us today is Hogwarts BSU member and Patronus, Tacey Stallings. Hey, Tacey. Hi. Hi, nice to have you. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> um, so before we get into the stuff, we have <laughs> announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag wizard team on Twitter to follow along. Submit to Hogwarts BSU, like Tacey's, um, which is a collection mm-hmm. of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what mm-hmm. it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. And you can check out blackgirlscreate.org for the guidelines and awesome stories. Tacey's done a story and a picture, so, you wow. know, you can Doing submit more than once. And also yeah. change up the medium. Yeah, do whatever you it's, need. You know? Um, um, love, our, love our blog. <laughs> I got wizard team have a few extra galleons lying around um, please consider becoming a Patronus we video record these episodes and Patron I have access to those videos so if you want to see us be sleepy um, and record this then so totally s- do that it's great so sleepy right now man <laughs> if you want to donate but can't do a monthly donation you can send us a cheering charm by donating to our PayPal you can find the links to donate at blackgirlscreate.org uh, slash donate and right now we are fundraising mostly to get ourselves to LeakyCon Dublin indeed indeed we are um, we also have Wizard Team merch so you can go to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationary game um, you know get a t-shirt get a mug get a sticker get a notebook get- write that fanfic in a notebook that says write that fanfic in it and then boom get a t-shirt mug and notebook all together. Get all of them. Look at you. Stepping. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Just killing the game. Everyone walking around like, where'd Ball you get that them. t-shirt from? Where'd you get that mug from? Oh my god, look at your journal. Wizard you Team know. exclusive. Exclusive. Wizard Team. If you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, or even if you do and you've gotten your mug and your t-shirt and your journal and you're like, what else can I do? You can rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, etc. The more reviews and um, ratings that we have, the easier it is for people to find us and join the team. And we're trying to get featured on iTunes, y'all. We're trying to be on that like up-and-coming, new, and what-you-need-to-know list. Um, also, about our audience... About <laughs> our audience survey. Um, this is the last week that we're kind of doing it. I've been slipping on tweeting out the link but I will be better this week um, fill it out and let us know like things that you think about our site and like give us feedback um, and yeah so we can improve and figure out what other content we may be bringing to you in the future in the future yeah I've been slipping on most social things but I'm uh, I'm gonna get back into it um, finally, you can subscribe to our newsletter. Every week we shared, we shared, we shared, 
every week. <laughs> um, our bay friend Deborah likes to curate the nerd news and links of what's been going on. And if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to blackgirlscrate.org um, to subscribe there. If you would like to give our bay friend Deb a break for a, a, a week and say, hey guys, you know what? I think I could uh, curate one of these newsletters. You can um, send us an email at weblackandnerds at gmail.com and let us know that you're interested in curating. We'll get you set up. And now for Wizard Team News. Bum, 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 bum. Sorry, last week it no, just felt back. so weird. It felt so weird last week to be an adult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Listen to Who Watch, our newest podcast after show of Doctor Who. Um, you can find that wherever you get podcasts, and you can join the conversation on social media using the hashtag Tarbis time and relative blackness in space so again who watch drops on mondays features robin Bayana and cousin connie and um we recap each episode of dr who season 10 for your enjoyment um also we have new patroni so thank you very much to jesse anderson and amanda k thank um, you y'all are awesome and thank you we appreciate your patronage. Someone also sent us a cheering charm between this recording and last recording, and thank you. And I don't have that up because I'm sleepy and I'm not prepared. But you know who you are, and we know who you are, <laughs> and we see you. Thanks, boo. And we appreciate you. You appreciate smart. it. You loyal. You're the greatest <laughs> who ever did it. Um, magical birthdays next Monday. These. I kind of hate like when we get to the beginning of June because it's just man. like not exciting. It's like not exciting. Nah. So next Monday is Draco Malfoy's birthday, and then next Tuesday is Dudley Dursley's birthday, which is like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool, I guess. Right. So those are things that are happening. If uh, yeah, you know, you know, do do um, what you will with that information. Dr- poor Draco, he's spending the. We'll Hopefully, Jacob's spending the time with Scorpius and realizing how awesome his son is, even though the rest of everything else is about that. It's dumb. False. And heresy. Lies. <laughs> um, cool. Let's get into the chapter. Um, yes. But first, previously on Wizard Team, shit's going down, just, you know, in case you didn't know. Um, so, the third task happened. Well, no. First, um... Rita had some more slanderous things to say about teenagers. Um, she doesn't know how to stay in her lane, so that's a thing. Um, Mrs. Weasley and Bill came to cheer Harry on for the third task. The third task happened. Uh, Crumb <laughs> crucioed um, Cedric. They think he's trash now, even though really, spoiler alert, he was imperious. Four got taken out of the game real early. Real Not quick. totally sure what happened to her. At, with the uh-huh. with the Grindy Low or something, right? Like something that Harry had already like learned. Real Grindy quick. Low was uh Grindy Low was the lake. Oh, then no. What was it? It was something that he saw in um, in Lupin's office, and he like knew what was up, and then it got. No, more. no, no. It was the Grindy Low, but that was in the second task. 
Okay, well then I don't know what I'm talking about. I've been awake much too long. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think I think she got got by Barty Craft Jr., but I don't remember, and we'll find out. Yeah, soon. or by Crumb. Yeah, yeah, or by Crumb. But she got got yeah. real um, quick on the quick like. Uh oh. You're about Real to hear quick. from Star Trek. Moral of the story is she got got real early on in the maze. Um, and then Harry and Cedric, it was down to them to race for the Triwizard Cup. Um, and they both, you know, they're noble and you did help me out and you helped me out. No, you're the best Hogwarts champion. No, you. All that. And so then they decided they were going to take it together. Plot twist. It's a port key. And they've been taken off to who knows where. Nearly headless Nick has still not been, um, you know, inducted into the Hellas Hunt. And so we're still waiting on that news. And Jenny is sitting Jenny in the is I sent my letter. Hmm? You sent your letter in? Thank you, Tacey. Oh, Good. I sent my letter. I think the more Tacey letters... Tacey did her part. Yeah. Have you done your part, You listener? do yours. Yes. <laughs> Unless you're reminding you a hater. Um, but yeah... Jenny is in the stands, just hoping, waiting for this to be over so she can go back and eat some more porridge. She's hungry. <laughs> Portia wants you to know that Rita out here writing articles about millennials needing to stop buying avocado toast instead of yelling at baby boomers <laughs> who have supported most of the policies that ensure millennials are toast. Well then. Ooh. And that with that, Wither Team has begun. Related. Oh, Related, I had avocado toast this weekend, and it was delicious. Wasn't it though? Isn't it always? It was. It was. It was beautiful. It was it wonderful. Always, always. And I felt peak millennial eating it, but who cares? You know what? Though my friend ever. is not a millennial. Avocado um, and bread. My friend is this is like Gen X or whatever. You know, she's like the one above us. Um, not a millennial, but not a boomer, so can't really hate on her. Um, and she was like. <laughs> I eat avocado toast every day. And her baby, Corbin, I don't know if you guys know about Corbin, but he's my other buddy. Um, he eat avocado toast too. And he's not a millennial because he's three. He's three. But he can spell his name. And ch- sidewalk chalk. His M's and aren't very good. Avocado toast. It's amazing. It's because he eats avocado toast. So let's get into it. Flesh, blood, and blood and bone. Bone, 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 <laughs> bone, 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 bone. You should put that on Tell me what you gonna idea. do when there ain't nowhere to hide. When the death it is come for you, cause they gonna come for you. What you gonna do? Ain't nowhere to hide. I see you I at the crossroads. Choice. Voldemort is lonely. See you at the crossroads. <laughs> Voldemort is lonely. I think that's, that's one of got. our better moments, I think. I think so. Um, wow. I, took, I always enjoy Robin singing. <laughs> Thank that you, That was actually Tacey. pretty good. I appreciate Thank you. that one. You're welcome. Please, well, somebody, somebody appreciates it. Um, <laughs> so before we get into it, I believe that everyone on the team has read or seen The Cursed Child. I don't want... No. No? Do you care about the Cursed Child then? Because we're going to talk about it. I, don't, I have no interest in it. Good. No, go ahead. I feel I like no that's the way that you... Sh- that's, that's the proper That's response. the appropriate. It's the yeah. appropriate. Yeah. Um, but I feel like... 
throughout this chapter, there are going to be things. I just want to put that little disclaimer in there. Like, this chapter comes back to haunt us in a way that we didn't even know. We weren't even ready for. Like, you know when you're like, um, like last, when we were, last book, way back when, and Peter Pettigrew got away and we were like, aw, aw, man. There's consequences mm-hmm. to that. There are consequences to this chapter? Like, we weren't even, it wasn't even on our radar a year ago, two years ago. We were just reading Harry Potter, being all happy and shit, all innocent, sweet summer child, children. And then flesh, blood, and bone. Okay. Harry felt his feet slam into the ground. His injured leg gave way and he fell forward. His hand let go of the Triwizard Cup at last. He raised his head. Where are we? Cedric shook his head. He got up, pulled Harry to his feet, and looked around. They left the Hogwarts grounds completely. They'd obviously traveled miles, perhaps hundreds of miles, for even the mountains surrounding the castle were even the mountains surrounding the castle were gone. They were standing instead in a dark, overgrown graveyard. The black outline of a small church was visible beyond the beyond a large yew tree to their right. A hill rose above them. Harry could just make out the outline of a fine old home on the hillside. Cedric looked down at the Triwizard Cup and then looked up at Harry. Did anyone tell you the cup was a port key? Nope, said Harry. Is this supposed to be a part of the task? I don't know, said Cedric. He was sounding slightly nervous. Wands out, you reckon? Yeah, said Harry. Glad Cedric had made the suggestion rather than him. Which is like, you know what, Harry? Your wand should always be out. Because for a year, people have been saying constant vigilance. And for a year, you you have been inconsistently vigilant yeah we'll say real quick like so they're in little hangleton um it's the yeah like the um small church and the house and the like the town wait can we go all the way back let's go way 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 back to chapter one yeah it's very similar like this writing though y'all like we yeah, I was trying to find like it. she's so rude but also like the villagers of Little Hangleton still called it the Riddle House even though it had been many years since the Riddles had lived there it stood <laughs> on a hill overlooking the village some of its windows boarded I don't know where we go to the But yeah, she just, like, the way that she kind of... There's, like, the outline of the final house on the hillside. Yeah. The way that she kind of bookends this and stuff, it's like, you know what? I dislike you. I dislike what comes out of this chapter in a myriad of ways. But damn, woman, you can write. (laughs) You may not like it, minister, but you gotta admit... J.K. Rowling's got style. Also her. Um, so someone's coming. Um, squinting tensely through the, through the darkness, they watch the figure draw nearer, walking steadily toward them between the graves. Um, whoever it was was short and wearing a hooded cloak pulled up over his head Ugh. to obscure his face. Um, several paces nearer, the gap between them was closing all the time, and Harry saw 
the thing in the person's arms look like a baby, or is it merely a bundle of robes? Um, Harry lowered his wand slightly for why. Why, why? why do that? Why? Terrible idea. Um, and glanced sideways at Cedric. Um, they both... Then they went back to watching the figure. Um, without warning, Harry's scar exploded with pain. It was such agony that he had never felt in his life. His wand slipped um, it from his fingers, which is like, damn. You know damn, what? When damn, you feel like, pain, of course. don't you tense up? So shouldn't you have tensed your wand close, like, t- tighter? <laughs> I mean... This is Harry. It's true. He ain't gonna... You know, there's something they about... Were lucky he actually had his wand. There's a thing that right. I really, especially after this weekend, um, I just got off of an airplane... And when I got to, and also I drove far away from my house, so it wasn't, like, nearby. I drove to Los Angeles to get on an airplane. And when I got to Los Angeles and I went to look at my stuff, I was like, oh, guess what I don't have? My wallet. Guess whose fault this is? Mine. Completely. No one else's. Just, I stay in my own way. You know? And it's just like, Harry just stays in his own way. And I get it, because I, too, live my life this way. But every day I strive. Every day I wake up and I go, maybe this is the day. This is the day that it will all come together. I will keep, I will be confident. I will be vigilant. I will keep my wand at the ready. Even if I stub my toe, I won't drop it, but alas. So Harry's knees buckled. (laughs) He was on the ground and he could see nothing at all. His hair was about to, his head, sorry, was about to split open. From far away above his head, he heard a high, cold voice say, kill the spare and then Um, a full 15 years later however many years kill the spare comes back to haunt us i'm bringing it up all throughout this chapter just get ready i just feel like are you just uh, you know what i'm gonna let you cook because it like adds levity to this chapter (laughs) there where there is none so I'm gonna let you. But it's, it's like a okay. terrible. It's not levity. I'm not trying to add levity. I'm trying to say this chapter was terrible. And then you know what they did? They were like, you know how we can make this even worse? We could take this chapter and then build off of it the shittiest story that nobody asked for and nobody wanted. And I also want my money back because I spent a lot of money, and I haven't paid I don't it all want back my money yet. Back. Huh? I don't because it was an experience, and you know. You know what? The flight to London. The trip to Leavesden, hanging out with you, all of that, gravy. I didn't need Amos Diggory in my life post this book ever again. Didn't ask for him, didn't want him. Very true. All right. So a swishing noise and a second voice, uh, which screeched the words to the night of Vada Kedavra. And that was Wormtail. Yep. So Wormtail killed mm-hmm. uh, Cedric at the behest of Voldemort, but, you know. So Yeah, it's sad. He's killed by and, a coward. Yeah, and I mean, I think that, like, that's one of the things is, I mean, you know, Voldemort did, you know, for all intents and purposes, yeah, he killed Cedric, but I think people forget, I know I forgot that it was actually Wormtail yeah. until we were, like, as we were coming through this book, I was like, wait a second. But Voldemort can't use his wand, but then we find out he did in the dreams. So I'm not 100% sure about how this magic is working, but 
I was like, I think it was Wormtail because he's the one. Why would you say kill a spare and then do it? Like, you talk to yourself. Right. You're giving yourself orders. That's weird. Doesn't make sense. It was um, also, I want to go into the so, chat real quickly because Amani said, I don't understand getting upset at terrible fanfic. And then um, Deborah says, right, pe- fanfics. People wanted this, and then um, and she's getting paid for it. But I want to say that. Oh no! Like, I was saying that. I was saying like getting upset at terrible fanfics. I was like, you would be upset because you actually spent money on it. If right. You just got online and read some shit. It's like right. okay, when that I was read terrible, terrible, I wasted five minutes of my life. When I read terrible fanfic online, I'm like, well, you know, oops, what you gonna do? But also, I think the problem is that there is good fanfic. There's actually great fanfic that exists like telling stories that people want to hear and are interested in and yet that's what she picked the cursed child is what she picked and that is why I'm upset but you know we'll get Um, into it okay back to feelings Back to a blast of green light blazed through Harry's eyelids, and he heard something heavy fall to the ground beside him. A serious pitch that he wretched, or such a serious, such a pitch that he wretched, um, and then it diminished. Terrified of what he was about to see, he opened his stinging eyes. Cedric was lying, spread eagle on the ground beside him. He was dead. So that is like the quickest. Okay, no, yes, this is the quickest death that we've seen so far in these books. And I just want to say. I know that you guys know how much I hate Robert Pattinson <laughs> because of his betrayal as Cedric Diggory, but when I read this, I had such a crush on Cedric, and when he died, I my little my little heart just burst. It but then you're I don't know. I just, but then you got excited and to know that he came back as a vampire and no. a vegetarian vampire. He sparkles. <laughs> oh no, it. no, that, <laughs> definitely not. Except no, not I t- I, we're, 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 we're injecting levity wherever we can <laughs> in this sad, sad chapter. No, our Pats, our Pats is not Cedric Diggory. But, but yeah, I mean, I think that like... What do you think, why, you know, why do you think this is the quick... I mean, I'm not quibbling with you. I mean, okay, so one, it's like the first real death, right? But then I think yeah. also like even... So thinking of like Tom Riddle in Chamber of Secrets when he dies and how like... There's so many things that happen, right? Like, mm-hmm. it just takes some. It, it's not like dude is dead immediately. You know what I mean? Like sometimes people get like the moment to like talk, and even just in general, mm-hmm. like growing up, you see people die and they still get like the last speech, like you were such a good person and like I love you and keep the faith or like some some yeah. shit, right? Like this is like Avada Kedavra. He dead. Like there are no last words. There's no like. Harry had a moment where he could have done something. It's just like, bam, Cedric's dead. Like, there's nothing else he that could have yeah, happened. You know what I mean? And Cedric didn't even know what was right. happening. Yeah, but I Harry still that doesn't is... really know what's happening, right? Like, no, we're still not sure who these... I mean, you know, at, we know who the figures are because we, at this point, it's clear. Who but else? still, like, if you're in that moment, like, Harry doesn't know who these people are, like, what's going on at all. Yeah, I mean, they're still and, kind of trying to wrap their brain around the fact that it was a port key when Cedric dies. But I will say that it's kind of indicative of the wizarding world in general that most deaths are very quick. Like, even... I know, and that's what I'm saying is that, like, the the portrayal in this this part is what makes it more, like, real. You know what I mean? For people who are... Mm -hmm. For kids who are reading this versus 
like you watch TV and it's always yeah. like yeah and I think I'm yeah because it's not sugar coated yeah right. and I think what I'm saying too is like this is the first death but we don't really get I mean we get a little bit of a pre Dumbledore death speech because he's he has time to do a little bit of a monologue mm-hmm. but then Avada Kedavra and he's done dead and like but again he still gets beyond, that moment before that yeah even though we didn't know moment. he was about to die and really, right. I just Nobody I knew. thought he was gonna fall and tra- and uh, transfigure transform into a phoenix. phoenix. But you know, <laughs> still waiting for I was that. like, I said, Avada Kedavra. Well, let me skip ahead a few pages. What is happening here? <laughs> How I know that that's work? not yeah. what really happened. But I think um, you know the thing I love a lot about these books is death is very to use uh, Deborah's word in the chat room. It's very definitive. You know, it's very final. They, there are moments where, you know, Harry gets to see his parents in the Mirror of Erised or with the, um, in dreams or with the uh, Resurrection Stone, like, can have these, yeah, can have these, like, conversations, you know, yeah, and in a couple chapters with Cantatum and Cantatum, girl, girl. Priori and Kent. Priori and Kent. Yes. Like, there are those small moments, but those are very reminiscent to me of just, like, being a human and having, like, um, I was at home and, like, I was in the kitchen and I just, like, felt my grandfather. You know what I mean? Like, you have those, like, Mm -hmm. kind of moments where you kind of feel or you say something to someone that's passed, but it's not, it's not like a lot of other fantasy where, like, the dead... I mean, it's true, like, the dead never really leave you, and she says that, and you kind of show that, but it's very, uh, in a book surrounded by magic, death has, like, the least amount of magic. Like, you can't change it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, like Tacey said, you know, for kids, it's like, wow, wow, we doing this, okay, okay. But, um, You're just like, oh, shit, he's dead. Huh? Right. I've been, so, I've been reading then, about, yeah. like... And then Harry's pulled we've back. we fun, like, this whole time. Right. And now all of a sudden somebody died, mm-hmm. and now it's real. Right. So, for a second, that contained an eternity. That sentence. Harry stared into yeah. Cedric's face at his open gray eyes, blank and expressionless as the windows of a deserted house, at his half-open mouth, which looked slightly surprised. And then, before Harry's mind had accepted what he was seeing, before he could feel anything but numb disbelief, he felt himself being pulled to his feet. That whole and section is freaking... You know what? Who asked? Who needs good Joanne, writing? Joanne. Like, why? Joanne. Keanu <laughs> is waiting for you. The bench is I just is don't understand why we needed this. Because we needed to feel feelings. Like real depictions of life? Yeah, because you don't... For what? Yeah, because yeah, you don't even have a chance to really feel his death before Harry is pulled and all this other right. stuff happens. Just he's dead, and then you're like, all of a sudden he's, what's all going of a sudden on? All of a sudden he sees Tom Riddle's name on the headstone. It's yeah. like, it goes yeah. from being like, you know, again, like he's in disbelief, like you're saying, like it goes straight from disbelief to like, oh fuck, there's still things happening. You know what I mean? Like you don't get a moment. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, yeah, you don't get a moment, but it's also grief and shock and like all of those things are very like they're they're not controlled by the mind, right? And they're and they're physical, right? But they're not. You don't get to say. 
unless you know there's certain people like pilots and astronauts and all this stuff like who are like I don't know if you've ever this is like a really weird thing um but sometimes they'll put like the audio from plane crashes online and like pilots would be like oh it looks like our brakes aren't working okay well let's switch to the next brakes okay nope that's not working okay well let's try this thing okay all right nope that's not working okay we're losing altitude and there's a mountain let's try evasive maneuvers and see if we can let nope nope okay and then ah i'm dead like they go so long where like a normal i'm I'm saying normal but like me robin would have been like oh our brakes aren't working we dead fam we can like just gone just like straight panic right (laughs) and there are some people and like they've been trained and like it's and it's also just a very small portion of the population that can just be like oh okay that happened i'm gonna let's let's you know table that and try to get try to get through the situation and then i'll figure it out later but harry's 14 like and and it's happening like back to back to back like it's just happening right it's like it's just going and like the fact that he I mean, he's world. He's his mind is reeling, and like he is, you know, the the most that happened was he threw up. His body betrayed him, like from pain, right? But like he does, like kind of table. Like Cedric is dead, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm pulled to my feet," and he's like, he he does kind of like go, "Okay, well, I'll deal with that later. Let me figure out my surroundings," you know. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. So the cloaked man was now. I just also want to say really quickly to all of y'all who hate fifth year Harry, just read chapters flesh, <laughs> chapter 32 to 34, really to 35. And then come back to me and tell me why you hate Harry Potter. Like, you know, I feel like this is a personal attack. Not, it's not just, I, oh, I didn't even know you were <laughs> no, one of those people. No, I just, it was yeah, a personal attack. Oh, per- Tacey, it was a personal like, attack. It was an attack on me, but that, you got it, you got it by proxy. Listen. I'm just, no, it actually not, wasn't. I was just saying, the people the in pain. general who don't fuck with it's, him in fifth year, like, just reread I these chapters on a loop. And just like, like, I've never thinking about this as an adult now reading it I never liked Harry <laughs> I liked Hermione <laughs> that's right and that's why and I liked Ron that's I mean, if why you I never, read if it if you never liked Harry then, that's that yeah, that yeah is, that's, that's yeah. Fine. my problem with fifth year Harry yeah. is not the pain that he's going through and it's not like it's it's how he and this is and I've always said like I can understand fully what you're going through um, it's, it's, it's literally the Snape argument. You can have reasons and still be a douchebag. Like, there could be, like, but how yeah, you but act I also it think, out. Like, I mean, he doesn't turn into, like, full-on Snape, thank God. Thank God. But, like, when he's going after Hermione and Ron, it's like, these bitches has been your roll dogs for four years. Four years. And you yelling at them? I mean... Go yell at a tree. Get that anger out. There's isolation. Go, go there are lots of other Iyama. things involved. But the go main thing is that work it through, chapters 32 Sam. through 35 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire happened. And he didn't know how to fucking cope with it. So what is he going to do? 
he's okay. gonna we're, we'll table that we'll that's, table that's that true. I wanted to like mention it and then keep going we'll table that for when you can't just bring up yeah. that how that character actually is and there Harry, and then be like we'll get to it later you knew no, you were bringing I'm, up some strong emotions I actually <laughs> didn't I didn't realize you had that many emotions about 50 year Harry to be I honest. don't like when people yeah. take their their it's, stuff out on the people trying to help them and I don't think yeah. that it is his I mean I, I get that and I don't even say that he's totally wrong I'm just saying that those who flat out are just like I don't like him in this fifth year without actually thinking through the things that happened yeah but just because you I think, think everybody it, in that book is annoying <laughs> except for serious because <laughs> anyway let's move on mm-hmm. um, okay no okay. I think that you can you can <laughs> have all of, I don't think those things are mutually exclusive I think that you can understand what he's going through you can feel for him you can feel his pain and still think boy if you don't shut up if you don't if you don't just Portia brings up a good point though that if Dumbledore was more aware of Snape's awfulness he could have recommended a better professor to learn from and confide in and that would have also alleviated a lot of fifth year problems. He also doesn't have a real support system after in book five. Like he has his friends. What are they going to do? They're 15 too. They go through the same shit. And he keep yelling at him. And he keep, he keep, he keep jumping at him. But also like, even if he wasn't like, how much could they actually do for him? Like in terms of like actual help, how much of that could they really give him? No, you know what I mean. He needed to go. Like, you can be, you can support somebody as much. Right, no, he needed to that. go get swaddled and put his head on some bosoms and get the the, the bad mm-hmm. feelings whoosh away, whoosh. So let's okay. I okay. think we've taken the levity too far. Let's bring <laughs> Rather get to to the feelings. So the cloaked man conjured tight cords around Harry and tying him to the headstone, the one that reads Tom Riddle. Um, Harry could hear shallow, fast breathing from the depths of the hood. He struggled and the man hit him, hit him with a hand that had a finger missing. And Harry realized it was Wormtail, which, fuck him. You yeah, just, it right? is unnecessary. Just, you gonna leave for a year and then come back and you just, nope, nope, nope. So also, Wormtail would finish conjuring the ropes. I have a, a quick oh, uh-huh. problem. So Harry's getting tied to the um, gravestone. And from the, like, he hears the breathing, he struggles, and the man hits him. So, Wormtail, mm-hmm. you just go slap Harry? You done saved your life? Like, I know you a coward, but mm. you gonna be all big in your, like, you just gonna slap him? Mm. Okay. Okay, just wait till serious. Just wait, just wait till serious. Here's about this. All right. <laughs> Wait till serious. You're like you sound like Draco. <laughs> Wait till my Wait till my father. Fa- Wait till my dog father hears about this. <laughs> um. So Wormtail finished conjuring the rope. He was checking the tightness of the cords. His fingers trembling uncontrollably, fumbling over the knots. Once he was sure Harry was bound tightly, he drew a length of black material and stuffed it into Harry's mouth. Um, then he went to. He turned away to go get some more things. Um, Cedric's body was lying some 20 feet away. Some way beyond him, glinting in the starlight, lay the Triwizard Cup. Harry's wand was on the ground at Cedric's feet. The bundle of robes that Harry thought was a baby was close by at the foot of the grave. It seemed to be stirring fretfully. Harry watched it and his scar seared with pain again, and he suddenly knew that he didn't want to see what was in those robes. 
he didn't want that bundle opened. Um, so he could hear noises, and he looked down and saw a gigantic snake slithering through the grass. So this is just all terrible. Just Literally everything is getting worse and worse as this chapter moves on. Just a um, wonderful scene so, that Harry has found himself in. Right? Like... <laughs> I just I was just trying to get the cup so I could leave and be done with all this and now I'm yep. strapped to a headstone with a snake swirling around me and my parents killer doing And things. Portia over here in the chat room getting just being like, Move over, Joe, I wanna sit next to Keanu. Sorry. She said if Snape wasn't so such a deceitful, spiteful mu- M effort, Lupin could have been that professor and could have and Harry could have spent at least part of his summers at Sirius and he would have understood Sirius's movements more, possibly would have received that Christmas gift a year earlier and used it. Overall, book five, Harry would have been a lot less trash. That's what I'm saying. He needs support systems. It's less about him and more about the people around him not giving him the support he needs. All right, so back to more feelings. Um, uh, so Wormtail comes back, pushing a stone cauldron to the foot of the grave. It, it was full of what seemed to be water. Um, Harry could hear it slopping around. Um, it was larger than any cauldron Harry had ever used, a great stone belly large enough for a full-grown man to sit in. Um, that's not a hyperbole, unfortunately. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. the thing inside the bundle of robes on the ground was staring more persistently, as though it was trying to free itself. Now Wormtail was busying himself at the bottom of the cauldron, um, so he lights flames underneath, and the liquid seems to heat very fast. The surface begins to bubble and send out fiery sparks as though it was on fire. Um, Then Harry hears the high, cold voice, hurry. So, like, Voldemort is impatient as fuck, and he needs to chill. He got all these people doing shit for him. All this this stuff, and he's like... He's also running out of time, you have to remember, because he has been... Yeah. subsisting off mm-hmm. of snake milk and I mean I'm just saying like unicorn blood right like he he they time this whole thing um very close to like he wasn't gonna make it which god damn it Harry or Barty Crouch Jr., I guess. Why couldn't you have waited a week? Even Wormtail shit. Like, just take your time. Wormtail, take take your your time. time. If Voldemort dies, what? Then what? Then you free. He's gonna punish you. Mm-hmm. You free. Well, Sirius... you see that time and time again... Sirius is gonna punish him, but... The people who... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were you saying, I I just want to say, oh, that said Harry heard the high, cold voice again. I imagine that Voldemort's voice is like the Doberman from Up. <laughs> With his voice module is all messed up. That's what I hear. That's hilarious. It makes it feel a little better. <laughs> that makes it funnier, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the squeaky little voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hurry, Wormtail, hurry! Oh, my God. Um, that does make it feel a little better. So the whole surface of the water was alight with sparks now. It might, it might have been encrusted with diamonds. It is ready, master. No! Said the cold voice. <laughs> um, Wormtail pulled the robes open on the ground, revealing what was inside them, and Harry let out a yell that was strangled in the wad of material blocking his mouth. Um, so 
if you go to Leavesden, and I don't know because I haven't been to a Wizarding World, but when you go through um, the the like animatronic section, there is a little baby Voldemort, Horcrux Voldemort, and when you're not really paying gross. attention, it moves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is so not okay. But that is like. Yeah, I just I was just thinking about that because like he's like squirming and like the way that the little baby Horcrux Voldemort squirms is just uh, it's, uh yeah. So it was the Wormtot flipped over a stone and revealed something ugly, slimy, and blind. But worse, a hundred times worse, the thing Wormtot had been carrying had been the shape of a crouched human child, except that Harry had never seen anything less like a child. It was a hairless, scaly-looking and dark, raw, reddish-black. Its arms and legs are thin and feeble, and its face, no child alive, ever had a face like that. Flat and snake-like with gleaming red eyes. So it kind of sounds like a cross between a baby dragon and those hairless kittens. You know that You know what ugly? I was thinking of? Hmm. Right, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. What I was thinking of, and this is because we're doing our um, Game of Thrones live tweet. Hey, shout out to that. You guys should... Join us. More black girls, more avocados. Pacific time. Hashtag more black girls, more dragons. Um, we're on season four now. Anyway, the when when Daenerys has like her baby, like she you know starts fucking with witches and stuff and gets messed up, um, and they tell her that like her baby, like when he came out, he was stillborn, but they said like he was scaly and like had wings and was like all this other stuff. So then reading rereading this made me think of that. I was like, wow, y'all are. So he looks like a he looks like a messed up Targaryen, uh, or I guess Drip Kyle. Yeah, put a curse on Miramastor. Got got her hands on Voldemort. Um, so the thing seemed almost helpless. It raised its thin arms, putting them around Wormtail's neck, and Wormtail lifted it. So I have been hanging out with babies for the past two days. And they do lift up their little skinny arms and you scoop them up. But they're so cute and you want to take care of them. And this, like, usage of that kind of childlike, you know, you just were with Aminata by Anna when she just, like, mm-hmm. up, you know? But it's yep. not a cute Aminata or cute little, like, human with so much possibility and so much, it's like, the, the world in front of them and you who knows what good they'll bring into the world it is somewhat it's a thing that you know will bring nothing <laughs> but terror yeah there's no hope there is no like Mm-mm. and it's just terrible it's, it's the worst just the worst um, kind of harry thing. sees the look exactly harry sees the look of revulsion on wormtail's pa- uh, pale face or weak pale face in the firelight uh, as he carried the creature to the rim of the cauldron so again like and then he took it and he smashed his head out of the cauldron and killed it and then the end and everyone lived all is well like Wormtail like we know you don't really want this to happen no like he got one piece of like like courage and took a rock and smashed that shit and all was well we would have been fine we would have been totally fine um, so he uh, puts the the creature into the cauldron. Um, let it drown, Harry thought. Please let it drown. I want to second that, please. And just add please. another one, please. 
Wormtail was speaking, his voice shook. He seemed frightened beyond his wits. Um, He raised his wand, closed his eyes, and spoke to the knight. Bone of the father, unknowingly given, you will renew your son. Um, The surface of the grave at Harry's feet cracked, and then a bone rose out of it and fell into the cauldron. The diamond surface of the water broke and hissed. It sent sparks in in all directions um, and turned vivid turned a vivid poisonous looking blue really quickly and this is like not a big deal but the fact that it keeps being described as water when harry Mm -hmm. like clearly it's a potion and harry has been in the magical world for four (laughs) years now and he's still in his head calling it water it's like it's bothering me for like he has just just seen a boy die i know and i know and that's what i'm saying it's like a really small (laughs) thing it's a tiny thing it's not a big deal but it's kind of like it's just in the back of my head i'm just like dude Come on. Sorry. Okay. So, so yeah, turn a poisonous looking blue and Voldemort, and, and now Wormtail was whimpering. He pulled a, a long, thin, shining silver dagger from inside the cloak. His voice broke into petrified sobs. Flesh of the servant, willingly given, you will revive your master. Is it really willing? Is it though? This Ooh. was like the thing that, this was like the thing in Doctor Who this past episode oh, where yeah. we were talking about consent right and I was like I don't think you know I don't think that word means what you think it means <laughs> and I don't think willingly this isn't yeah. consensual you're whimpering you're crying, crying. like you clearly yeah. don't want to do this right so I'm curious about that but he stretched out his right hand the one with the missing finger and he gripped the dagger very tightly in his left and swung it upward Harry realized what Wormtail was about to do a second before it happened only a second yeah but okay, again, he's pe- he's, he's terrified, he's, he's traumatized, okay. <laughs> he closed his eyes as tightly as he could, but he could not block the scream that pierced the night that went through Harry as though he had stabbed, had been stabbed with a dagger too. He heard something fall to the ground, heard Wormtail's anguish panting, then a sickening splash as something dropped into the cauldron. Um, the potion was now turning a bright red. The light of it shone through Harry's closed eyelids. Um, really quickly in the chat, um, Portia asked, what are Pettigrew's Gryffindor aspects? Which is like a yeah. serious question. <laughs> so she says uh-huh. that he's brave enough, to, brave enough to face Voldemort after running from his friends. Um, he can kill unprepared teenage boys without a second thought. Like, what, what, are, what, what is the thing? I don't know if any, if any of I you have any like ideas of what... No, if we've ever really solved that mystery, I think what I have come to just accept in my own head is that 10-year-old, 11-year-old Pettigrew saw James and Sirius when, during the sorting and wanted to be like them and had the potential to do so, but never got the confidence to really go that route. So it kind of reminds me of, like, he's, like, anti-Neville, where, like, Neville was, like, Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff, I'm not brave, I'm not whatever. But then when push comes to shove, Neville steps up and Neville somehow, like, the, you know, when it sorcerer stone, he's like, I'm not going to let, you're going to, you know, lose Gryffindor points. I'm not going to let you do this. He was terrified. He was whimpering. He was sobbing. You know what I mean? But like, like where I'm telling the way, he cut that arm off and was like, I'll fight you, you know? But he just, like, Wormtail never sees that opportunity. He took the easy way out. So I think it's one of those things where when, like, Dumbledore says we sort too early, 
he had the potential to do the right thing. And I think that through his time with the Marauders, because I don't buy that he was like a hanger on. Like, I think he was he was a Marauder. Like, he helped with the map. He became an Animagus. Like, he had all of that stuff. But then when the big thing comes, he takes the easy way out or takes the selfish path. And that, you know, I think the Sorting Hat says you have the potential to be brave and, and loyal and obviously he's reckless. Look at him. Look what look at him. Look what he's doing right now. That's reckless. This is this is <laughs> reckless. You know what I mean? But like he just he had that potential, but he just didn't he didn't do he didn't he didn't turn left. Turn left. Yeah. Casey, what do you think? Do you see any Gryffindor traits or, like, potential for traits in Wormtail? Thinking of the other houses, he's not a Ravenclaw. He's not a Hufflepuff. I mean, I guess he has his loyalties, but when push, comes to, when push comes to shove, he kind of went against his friends. Yeah. Um, Slytherin, he's not ambitious. He follows whoever he feels is the most powerful. And I think at that point, he thought James and Sirius and uh, Lupin were the most powerful until he met Voldemort and got pulled into that. And fear can really make you do crazy things. And he gave into that fear. Yeah. What about you, Bayana? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I still have to think about it. Like Like, for him, Gryffindor doesn't seem like the right house for him. But he doesn't really fit in any house. Because I don't think that anything that he does... Exactly. That's the thing. Because I'm like, I don't think what he does is brave. Like, none of it. So, And that's why I was trying to think of the other parts of the Gryffindor kind of thing. It's like, it's not just brave, but, you know, a little reckless, a little instant gratification, I guess. is Like, you know, like, it's impulsive. And I think Mm. that that Mm -hmm. is, like, what he has, that Gryffindor trait over other houses like he does any none of the houses really stand out to me but that impulsiveness to be like fuck it i'm going with james and sirius and then fuck it i'm going with voldemort you know what i mean and it's like it's impulsive and it's um Mm -hmm. it's brash but yeah he's one of these weird a house like i don't think he fits anywhere um a house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah. Um. Okay. So let's let's continue. So Wormtail was gasping and moaning with agony. Not until Harry felt Wormtail's anguished breath on his face did he realize Wormtail was right in front of him. Blood of the enemy forcibly taken. You will resurrect your foe. Ha ha! You made a mistake. Jokes on you. In the future, not right now though. Harry couldn't could do nothing to prevent it. He was tied too tightly. Um. The silver dagger. Uh, the point of the silver dagger penetrated the crook of his right arm and blood seeps down the sleeve of his torn robes. And then Wormtail pulls out a glass vial and held it to Harry's cut so that a dribble of blood fell into it. He staggered back to the cauldron with Harry's blood, poured it inside. The liquid within turned instantly a blinding white. Wormtail, his job done, dropped to his knees beside the cauldron, then slumped sideways and lay on the ground, cradling the bleeding stump of his arm gasping and sobbing so bleeding stumps and shit this Mm-mm. is no longer for children i mean if we weren't 
aware before if we yeah. hadn't been alerted so earlier. One other thing, which is just to say, I know, I know, you're all wizards and muggle stuff and technology, you're too good for it or whatever, but like, couldn't you have just gotten a needle, hypodermic, clean, sterile, took that shit out of his arm, it's still blood, popped it into the, like, you ain't gotta cut him and put a valve, like, your dirty ass they cut because you already that, used that blade to cut off your arm. I don't know where you are, where your blood has been. Like now, not only is Harry helping Voldemort come back, yep. but now he got Hep C or something. Like, come on, can we just? <laughs> <laughs> did you clean and sterilize the blade before you took it to Harry? No, True. you did not. And I just want to. I just think you know, safety is important, important, even when the Dark Lord is coming back. But they don't care about that, right? Like, he, he gonna die anyway. Because they're putting that dirty-ass blood into Voldemort. Shouldn't Voldemort care? His body is his temple. Apparently, he about to use his body, this magical <laughs> body, to give birth to the next great witch. So, you know, yeah. I'm no, also trying to wonder, no, I'm figuring out no. here, Restart. Um, you know, it's like kind of a creamy liquid, the water. As Harry keeps calling it, maybe there's some... We're going to move on. The cauldron was simmering, sending its diamond sparks in all directions, so so blindingly bright that it turned all else into velvety blackness. Nothing happened. Let it have drowned, Harry thought. Let it have gone wrong. And then suddenly the sparks emanating from the cauldron were extinguished. A surge of white steam billowed thickly from the cauldron instead, obliterating everything in front of Harry so that he couldn't see Wormtail or Cedric or anything but vapor hanging in the air. It's gone wrong, he thought. It's drowned. Please, please let it be dead. And then what through the mist, mist in front of him, he saw with an icy surge of terror a dark, the dark outline of a man, tall and skeletally thin, rising slowly from inside the cauldron. Robe me, said Michael. I'm sorry. Robe me sounds like... It's, it's, he, he went straight down Abbey. So you can't robe yourself? Um, I just gave you my hand. <laughs> You got both hands. I I only got one right now. Like you literally have you, have, hands. you literally have you, my hand. I cannot both. give you a hand. I just did. Robe yourself. Mm-hmm. But Wormtail does not talk back to Voldemort and instead robes him. Um, the thin man stepped out of the cauldron, staring at Harry, and Harry stared back into the face that had haunted his nightmares for three years. Whiter than a skull with livid with sorry with wide livid scarlet eyes and a nose that was flat as a snake's with slits for nostrils. Lord Voldemort. Um, had risen before again. we get into MVPs and bench, bum, I just want to like shout out Ray Fines because he comes out and he does that like stroke of the head, just like luxuriating in his <laughs> new body. They just don't. They don't. They don't make. But then his his yeah. robes magically appear, which I have a question about. Like. Does he never undress at that point? Well, then? Listen, like, are the robes a part of his body? I have many questions <laughs> about his new body that I think we should get the into. Physics. Okay, we don't have to go there. Um, um, I don't think we should. MVP and bench. Who is your MVP? Harry. I think that okay. it's hard to choose an MVP. I don't know if anyone did anything like really outstanding. This is a terrible chapter. But I think that Harry is like you know, let him drown, just, like, do, you know, like, he, he keeps his, like, I don't know, I don't know, I just, Harry by default, I guess, I'm not, I don't know, I don't know, everybody, everything's, everything's horrible. Okay, everything's horrible. What about you, Tacey? I'm gonna say Cedric, because this is the last chapter he really gets, and he, I think if he had had the chance 
to do yeah. something, he would have. Mm-hmm. He would have tried to protect Harry or do something. He just didn't get the chance to. Yeah. I also made Cedric my MVP for similar reasons. And also, he didn't, he didn't deserve to die. I mean, you know, after this no. book, I didn't care about him enough to learn more about what might have happened if he didn't die. But that, he still didn't have to die. Well, if he didn't die, he would have become a Death Eater because he got embarrassed. Right. He got... Anyway, Deborah didn't have an MVP. <laughs> she was just like, no, none of them. Um, and then Cedric was the MVP for both Portia and Imani. Uh, bitch. Voldemort. Thomas Whit- Riddle. Same. Jr. Thomas Marvola Riddle. Same. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Wormtail because... Wormtail. Uh, one thing I can't stand is somebody who follows someone because of fear because I mean it's it's worse to follow someone because of fear rather than because you agree with them because I just cowards and I just can't stand cowards or people like Wormtail. Wormtail's the worst. That is a valid... Well, you know what? I would I would have agreed with you, but I must say that the worst is um, Wormtail's daughter, Delphi. Um, because she can it's fly, yet she still needs to flap her wings. Wormtail I mean, Voldemort's daughter. daughter. And also, I Voldemort's feel like we should stop talking about this. We, talked, we had a whole <laughs> two hours I that we talked like about I feel like we're that. just... There's an I'd elephant in the room. There's I don't think there is. Elephant. I think that you're you're pushing the elephant in the room. It's not fitting. It's there. We spent um, I ten also days in London to go stare at I that elephant. I also benched Voldemort and Portia benched Pettigrew. Um, Deborah also benched Pettigrew, and oh, Portia also benched Tom Riddle Senior for not giving Voldemort the love he needed so much. But you know, then I, you got to think about the fact that it was a love potion. It I don't think potion. he knew that homegirl was pregnant. He got roped in. It was kind yeah. of complicated. Yeah. Um, you needed to you need to bench um, homegirl for doing a love for, potion, and then not yep. having the strength to love the child that she wanted so badly. Like and she technically raped him. Like she. Hi, yeah. 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 Not just technically. Um, there are Amani, no technicalities about it. She raped him. Yeah. Um, Amani also benched Pettigrew for killing Cedric and being a coward. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, this is a not nice chapter, but at least it was quick. I mean, we still got more chapters in the graveyard, so that's not necessarily quick, but you know. So, Voldemort's I back. have. It's real. I have some. Qu- I have some questions before we close out here, just really quickly. And I just want to know from you guys and the people in the chat room, if you, you got it, it's a stretch here, but if you were Pettigrew in that moment, what would you have done? With all of your history of you've betrayed your friends, you've like put your lot in, but you kind of do have this moment of like, he's at his weakest. You can get free. Take that silver dagger and plunge it right in his head. Mm -hmm. In the face. Grab Harry, grab Cedric's body, grab the port key, get out of there, turn yourself into the wizarding authorities and say, Death Eaters are coming to this place. Yep. Bam. Done. All right. I would make sure, the the thing that's really important, you gotta get Voldemort in the face. You also gotta gotta cut the head off and burn it. 
You also gotta get Nagini. Mm-hmm. You gotta oh, get yeah. Nagini. And then Amani that's two less Horcruxes for- to deal with. <laughs> Amani said he's always for killing the masters. <laughs> always. <laughs> um, every single time. I Yeah, I think it's really difficult, right? I don't know how much Peter knows at this moment, but does he know about all the other Horcruxes? Does he know about Nagini? Because, nah, yeah, you gotta no. get Nagini. No. And you gotta get... But, I mean, right? I feel like you would have to get Nagini anyway, right? Because, like, she's not just gonna let you kill her... Her, her homeboy. Yeah, yeah. she'd try to eat you. Yeah. yeah. You gotta get Nagini. Because she go she's... Yeah. But the thing is, if he doesn't know, then, yeah, you gotta kill... You gotta at least try to kill him, right? If he does know, then it's like, okay, well, I killed him, and then soul in the cup figures out a way to come back and then I'm number one on the shit list right I don't know it's like that time travel thing where we're always like oh when I when people figure out time travel they're gonna go back and kill Hitler and it's like Hitler has killed a lot of time travelers at this point cause he's still <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean right so De- Deborah says there are seri- there is a serious reason why he follows Voldemort. He believes in him for some reason. Fell into the world, but he stayed in it. Why? What makes Voldemort so appealing? We'll never know. We'll never. I mean, know. I think it's the protection. Well, it's the protection. But I also think, but I also think, like Pettigrew has a very healthy amount of fear for Voldemort. Like, yeah, even just the idea of him, like everyone, and probably does. awe, and like a little bit of awe. Mm-hmm. for yeah. the power like because he's such a coward he would fear him but also want to have some like a little bit of what Voldemort has in that power and that confidence right like because is Pettigrew a pure blood wizard or what is he do know. we know he's at least half blood half blood he's at least half blood He's either half or pure. I just don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if we know. Okay. I don't know if we actually know that. Um, yeah. So okay. th- that was my question. Um, there's also a very good question happening in the chat room of would Dumbledore kill baby Voldemort or the you know Horcruxian Voldemort? Um, Amani says Dumbledore didn't duel to kill against grown Voldemort. No way he would try to kill the the baby, the less powerful one. Yeah, but um, I, mean, but I also Horcrux, think though. So I, that's what Horcrux I think. I think. Voldemort. Hor- yeah, it's not a baby. It's Horcrux Voldemort. But I also think that he knew killing grown Voldemort wasn't going to do nothing because there were still Horcruxes. Like, once he figured out there were right. Horcruxes, he knew the order that it had to happen in, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you kill grown-up Voldemort, and then if, before finding the other Horcruxes, and it's just same thing happened. You got to do it seven times. Right. Damn. I would be so <laughs> You know? Pissed. Right. Like, again? The fuck? Again? And, Vol- yeah. and Dumbledore is practical. He's like, nah, man, we're going to take this the easy way. We're going to go systematically through the little ones. And Amadi's like, it's kind of fun. Trying to, trying yeah, to kill he's Voldemort. He's a secondary Gryffindor as well. Seven wow. times? He's also, Seven times. He's also a secondary Gryffindor. Because, wow. what? Yeah. No. Practical. He's practical. Yeah. Let's, you know. Okay, get some thank you for listening. Um... <laughs> Next week, we will be discussing Chapter 33 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Death Eaters. 
Make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Um, as always, join the conversation on Twitter, add us at WeBlackAndNerds, use the hashtag WizardTeam, and you can also talk about it in our Slack channel and on the Wizard Team Facebook group. Lots of avenues. Um, yeah, and then check out our other stuff at BlackGirlsCreate.org. Follow us on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds. Follow me at Yana underscore Hollows, Robin at Robin underscore Ravenclaw, Tacy at Tacy Bear, and yeah, all other social media is BlackGirlsCreate. Thank you so much for joining us for this terrible, terrible chapter, Tacey. (laughs) Of course. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but (laughs) I enjoyed it. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys next week. Mm